Welcome to Solving for the Undefined podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, founder of Miss Kuiper's Classroom, the place that equips teachers in creating a healthy math classroom where students can thrive, no matter their academic abilities. But it's not always about the numbers, and that's why I'm here, bringing you the formulas to solve your problems, math and otherwise, plus strategies on cultivating that necessary math mindset. And that's what you can count on. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode. I have to tell you, this year has already been challenging. I'm about two weeks in, but something about it feels harder than previous years, even harder than teaching online, which blows my mind. Now, I definitely prefer teaching in person, don't get me wrong, but typically I feel like at the beginning of the year, there's a honeymoon phase where student behaviors and everything just feels smooth and easy and students aren't testing boundaries yet and things are just dandy. But not this year. Starting day one and definitely this past week, it has been rough. Behaviors have been high and I know it's not just in my classroom or in my school. We are all collectively struggling whether it's with students in our classroom the overwhelming number of vacancies for teaching positions or subbing positions, or the battle of COVID that we are still facing. We are struggling. So today I wanted to offer some encouragement and give you something to keep you going today. So number one, when in doubt, hug it out. Not really because of social distancing, but for the mind, so to speak. The past two years have been nuts. Going to distance learning for the first time, being quarantined in our homes, all of the new and ever-changing styles of school and rules to keep us safe. It has been overwhelming to say the least, which is why we should take time to work in some social-emotional learning, team building, and overall let-it-loose activities. I remember when we first came back in person in April this past school year, It was a struggle, a struggle to get students to turn and talk or collaborate with a partner, even when I gave specific cues to like turn and talk or to work with a partner. It took practice and effort to relearn that skill because it is a skill. Collaborating with others is a skill. So when in doubt of what to do or you just need something slightly more simple to do inside of your classroom, add an SEL or social emotional learning or team building activity. I've done quite a few this year already just because it's it's fun and I love to see students engaging in that way. So one of the ones that I've used this year is the A to Z get to know me activity. This activity has 26 wacky, serious, funny, random questions for students to get to know who their classmates are. So the way it works is this. Students will answer questions based on the letters that are in their names. So starting with the first letter of their first name, students will answer a corresponding question. So I've given this example before, but for example, my name's Johanna, so I will answer question J first. And so question J is, just so you know, my least favorite snack is blank, but my favorite snack is blank. And then I would say something like, my least favorite snack is soft and chewy chips ahoy, but my favorite snack 
is chips and guacamole. So that was just an example of what the activity has to offer for students. And then the next person will go and continue around until all the name letters, letters in their names um, have been completed or they run out of time, depending on which comes first. And students are welcome to use a nickname if they choose. So obviously when I do this activity with my students, I like to model it first, similar to how I did it with you. And I like this activity because it's fun and engaging and not the typical get to know you activity. It's just a fun new way to do it. Or another activity that I like to do in my classroom is my guess that slogan activities. And I do this more as a team building activity where teams get 14 slogans and they have to match them to their brand. So I have a cereal slogans one, fast food restaurants, popular brands, cars, holiday songs, although we're not there yet, candy, and then my newest one is chips and more. So it's like 12 chips and then two more. I think it has Cheez-Its and Goldfish, which are technically crackers, not chips. Hence, chips and more. But each of the versions comes with a print and digital version, as well as the print version has two styles. One has a word bank and one is without a word bank. So that way you can do whichever one you prefer. And then, as requested, I have included companion slides to add to your presentations in your classrooms to hopefully save you some time. They're like the to-do list slides that I've offered you before. So overall, I haven't met a class yet who hasn't enjoyed the challenge of matching a slogan to the brand. Anyway, adding things like this to your day will certainly never be a bad thing. Now, the second piece of encouragement that I have for you might be a little controversial. And just know upfront that I have the best intentions for you and for my students and for your students. So take this as you will for your classroom. So encouragement number two, ultimately it is your classroom. At the end of the day, this is your classroom to run. It's your job to provide structure, facilitate the learning, and help your students become better and more educated humans. Minus, of course, school rules and administration and whatnot. Those apply to you as well. But when you walk into that room, you are in charge. You are in charge of making sure the environment is safe and conducive to students. So I remember my first year of teaching and more specifically the first few months of teaching. Oh boy, that was a tough ride. And I tried to run my classroom, but I let my emotions kind of do it for me. So for example, my seventh period class daily gave me a run for my money. And there was this one day early on, it sticks in my brain so much that I just snapped and it was definitely not my finest moment. The students weren't paying attention. They were talking across the room at each other and overall acting crazy. And I took it personally. I had had it up to here and I had made an emotional driven decision or mistake, honestly. I don't remember the exact words that I used, but it was like, y'all need to be quiet or I'm going to give you a test. And the response that one of my students shouted back at me was, bet. And I responded with, oh, really? 
you want to take a test? And I was met with yet another resounding bet. So I passed out a random fluency test and told them it was a test. No calculators allowed. So talk about cringy teacher moments. I've learned a lot since then, like providing structure, being clear and consistent with my expectations, and building relationships with students. But sometimes that isn't enough to maintain a classroom full of students, especially when you teach middle school. Probably any grade, but my experience is with middle school. So here are some of the things that I have decided. And I feel like I need to insert a disclaimer again of not every scenario requires these supports, but some do. So if a student is disruptive or non-compliant, we have the option at our school to send students into the hallway for a conversation or to a refocus room, aka another classroom, to work on something and therefore refocus. I have this really cute refocus room slip that has four questions on it. The first one is, what emotion are you feeling? And I have like little faces of emotions like sad, frustrated, confused, angry, or a spot just that's a circle where they can add what emotion they're feeling. And then there are three questions specific to the scenario. Let's see if I can remember them. First is, what situation led to you being asked to go to refocus room? I think the second one is what could be done differently next time to avoid you going to a refocus room. And then the last one, I believe, is what else do you want your teacher to know about the situation? Just to give space for students to voice their thoughts because it's not always what we seem the situation to be. And I always find it gives me good insight into the student's perspective. So to go back, Our school has the option for us to send students into the hall for a conversation, send them to a refocus room, or if the situation escalates further, call in behavior support to escort a student from the classroom. And if your school has these supports, utilize them. I remember my first year, I did not use these because I was like all in my head about, I have to be the teacher who doesn't do these kind of things because it's going to make me look bad as a teacher. When in reality, we are supposed to do what we can given the situation, the circumstances, and be consistent with our students. So don't be afraid to put your foot down and say enough is enough. And I'm speaking to myself too. Sometimes enough is enough. Students will test boundaries and if you don't have any boundaries, you will be walked over. There's no buts about it. Like if a student refuses to follow the expectations of the classroom, then they don't get to participate. They can come back when they are ready to work with the rest of the students, not against them. Because when you have fair and equitable expectations in the classroom, when they are not met, it hurts the collective classroom, hurts the other students, it hurts the environment, and that's not okay. Sometimes enough is enough. And then we come back the next day and we start over. Basically, you have to have amnesia, I hope maybe that's the right word, about the previous days. Each day is its own, and no negative feelings should be carried over from one day to the next. That means you are being driven by emotion rather than practicality for your classroom. So, take each day as its own, but remember, ultimately, it's your classroom. And then the third piece of advice I want to offer is you aren't alone. And I'm sure you've heard this before, 
but you aren't alone. You are surrounded by other teachers, whether it's in your school or on social media. We have to be there for each other in the good times, the bad times, and all the things in between because no one else will. Nobody truly understands the extremes of being a teacher better than other teachers. So ask a teacher friend or an instructional mentor to come observe you and your classroom to gain insight. Sometimes a fresh pair of eyes always helps. So give them something specific to look for or to help you out with. Like, how am I doing calling on a random selection of students? Or how is this group interacting with the other group? Do they seem to be working well together? Something like that. It gives you the opportunity to get the most out of the situation when the person who is coming to help you knows specifically what to look for. Ask them to look for positives as well as areas to grow. I know for me, I typically crave constructive criticism to see how I can make things better. But sometimes, uh, you are doing great can go a long way. Or if you're not feeling that, you can always grab a meal or a drink with a teacher friend and go to town swapping stories, sharing worries and breakthroughs. I find it to be such a relief to chat with a friend who knows exactly what I'm going through as a teacher. And if you feel like you don't have someone at your school to do this with, know that you have me. No, I can't necessarily fly out and observe your classroom, although that'd be pretty dang sweet, but I'm happy to be a thought partner. Send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram, get in touch. Because I don't want you to feel alone because you are not. No teacher should feel alone. All right, friend. I hope you found some encouragement today. I know it may have been some unconventional thoughts maybe, but I tried to make it more actionable than floofy, if that makes sense. So until next time, I'll calculate her. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. To find all the links and resources to things talked about in this episode, head on over to MissKuypersClassroom.com and click on podcast.